Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review, the podcast dedicated to bringing our listeners, the artists and writers that are part of this renaissance of creative, uh, of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Hatsu Soru, the author of original English light novel, I Became a Girl to Win the Tournament. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Hey, good morning. So, um, interesting title you got there. So, uh, uh, tell us a little bit, give us a little plot summary of what you got. Uh, well, it is um, about the story of uh, one Reiji Arai. And um, he is kind of your stereotypical neat otaku. You know, he um, doesn't really have too much in terms of life goals. Okay. Uh, he just wants to be lazy and, you know, watch anime, read manga. Um, and his, he lives with his roommate, who is his childhood friend, um, a girl by the name of Psyche. And she is kind of uh i guess sharp-tongued she um she likes to take digs at him and okay um, so she uh she's also very kind of i guess you could say melancholy so she doesn't really display emotions very often she's not as stoic as a lot of the characters that you might see in you know other stories but um she keeps herself pretty reserved in terms of emotions and uh, what happens is they find themselves taken to another world, you know, basically isekai, but it's not a fantasy world. It's actually pretty reminiscent to ours. Um, it's just that the population is pretty out of whack with um, it being a predominantly female um, population. And men are basically treated as lesser um, individuals, I guess you could say. They're, they just kind of handle like menial labor. But um, the premise, it revolves around the fact that he is required to win. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, sound like I went through puberty just then. <laughs> um, he is required to uh, win a global professional wrestling tournament, um, but he doesn't find out until after agreeing that uh, it is for women only. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it, you know, we all have different dreams. <laughs> Apparently that is his. <laughs> yeah. No, actually he is he's he's a uh, pretty um he doesn't he doesn't like it once he finds out. So, um he's pretty high strung about it. <laughs> so, um what uh, what uh, got you started writing? Are you one of those guys? Uh, are, were you like me? I, I started writing like the moment I, or started creating stories as soon as I could, you know, verbalize things. Uh, was that your kind of thing or were you more of a creator later? Um, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I've always like, for lack of a better word, like fantasized, you know, about different stories. I've made, I made stuff up in my head ever, you know, since I was little, I didn't actually start putting them down on paper um, until I was maybe about like 14 or so. Okay. Um, and um, gosh, that was on a old computer. Let's just say that it was with the dot matrix printer. So understand. Um, <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, so it started out, you know, of course, just like little tiny short stories. And um, and this actually is the first time that I've done something that's longer form. So, so it's um, actually, I, I've actually kind of plotted it out to be a series here. To, okay. To pretty far. <laughs> All right. Did, did um, is it that plotting out? Is that something that you, uh, did you create are you is it a very rigid plot structure that you plotted out or is it you know are you do you create more of a generalized framework uh it's not rigid at all <laughs> okay um i'll be honest with you the the story started out completely different from what it ended up as um i've basically i'll just i've i've kind of got it plotted out maybe about like four or five volumes ahead right now kind of in my okay. head um and just I go with like a general idea of what is going to happen. And then once I sit down and I start writing, um, I kind of, I'll, I'll make a brief little outline uh, of each of the chapters. And um, as I actually start writing it out though, I mean, things will change and I'll have to go back and do rewrites obviously. Um, but it doesn't, the, the end product does not necessarily follow what I had originally planned. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the fun of a lot of it is that sometimes their stories take us places that uh, we don't intend for them to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, it totally did not even start out as, <laughs> as what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that alternative reality something you're willing to share? Um, it started out kind of, honestly, it, it, it started out more of like a, a, a steampunk type okay. story. Um, it totally did not even have the tournament thing involved in it. Um, it was, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of like a generic type of isekai that okay. was just in the steampunk world. All right. Hey, hey, we, they all start somewhere. We aren't, you know, and sometimes those turns take us to where we, uh, we were least expected, but they're also the the most surprising and wonderful things. So in this, uh, this universe that you've uh, created, what is, what is it about this universe that you think kind of stands out? I mean, yeah, it's kind of gender, uh, well, gender swapped uh, in that uh, the, the dominant um, women tend to dominate men, uh, but it, it, is there something that kind of jumps out at you? If you're gonna tell someone, this is why you need to visit this universe, what are you gonna tell them? Oh, goodness, why would you want to visit? Uh, and I guess there is the typical, you know, male fantasy of being, you know, one of the only, one of the few men surrounded by women. But um, I mean, that would be dashed pretty quickly once they find <laughs> out how, how men are basically treated in this world. Um, so I don't think that that would be a real big selling point on the tourism industry. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, when you're writing, uh, my, this is like one of my favorite questions. Uh, mm -hmm. do you ever feel like uh, you're writing yourself into a corner or do you find that you've written yourself into a corner? Oh, good Lord. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Um, 
the volume that 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 the first volume that just released um there were a couple of times where um i actually was left thinking for a few days of how am i getting out of this i know i've built this up and i could go back and change it but i don't really don't want to because i like you know what led up to this but then yeah i was like left trying to figure out where to go and i hope that um i got myself out of it um okay <laughs> yeah well, it so, is is it one of those you you kind of need to let it uh you know as they say set uh, set on the saucer for a bit to cool down and uh then come back to it when you're when yeah. you're feeling stuck yeah yeah like i said i kind of stewed on it for for a couple of days um just because i wasn't sure where to go with it or how to handle it i should say and actually i'm working on volume two right now and i kind of ran into that doing uh writing volume two as well so um still haven't quite figured it out <laughs> <laughs> so how much uh well how much uh do your do your characters lead you through the story or do you kind of like you're you're more like god and uh being like yeah you're going to go to this point at this time or do your characters themselves have a lot of impact as they evolve i would i would say Hmm. Gosh, I would say it's kind of a mixture of both almost. I don't know if that's possible. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just like, I mean, I let I do let the characters kind of lead the way, but I like trying to guide them as well. Um, it's hard to explain. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I kind of though I do I do kind of understand what you're saying. You, you okay. know, you, you've you've given them the route. You know, you're, yeah. you're saying your ultimate goal is to get from point A to point B. But in a lot of ways, the way you are reacting to certain situations will tell us how you get there. Yeah, yeah. It's like I kind of let them figure it out on their own. So, but like you said, it's like, they, I, I know the end destination, but they just kind of have to get themselves there. Yeah, which is one of those weird things that people who write understand and others don't because yes, our characters do have minds of their own. They, mm -hmm. are, they, are, they are technically, you know, in our head, but you know, they have like their own little, own little CPU, <laughs> little section as, of as, brain that operates. As twisted as it can be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, have you ever written something that absolutely surprises you? Have you have you written something and you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't think of this, but this is absolutely brilliant." Brilliant? No. Brilliant. <laughs> Surprise me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm, 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 don't know if I can say this. You might need to bleep it out, but porn. Okay. <laughs> so um yeah that's been a long time though so that was that was that was back at that age of 14 when i said that i was writing so it was you know the whole thing of hormones yeah that that can surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> many of us who aren't ready yeah uh, it kind of surprised my parents when they found it <laughs> yeah so um, early your early endeavors into hentai <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really want to go into a converse, full blown conversation on that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> okay, um, let's see. Uh, now, what 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 is your favorite kind of scene? What do you what do you think your what do you think your strong suit is? Uh, are you a dialogue guy? Are you a world building guy? Are you uh, a character? Just a good narration. What what is your strong suit? What do you think your strong suit is? Um, I mean, I'm so I'm just honestly so new to you know trying to tell a longer form story, so it's it's hard for myself to say. Um, I've been told that apparently I'm good at writing the action pieces. Okay, um, that's so. great because I I suck at writing action. <laughs> I, 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 but I'll be honest, like, like I said, I mean, I don't know since I'm so new to it. So I'm just kind of going by what I've been told. <laughs> it could be wrong. <laughs> well, well uh, when you think about action, is it one of those things you struggle to write or is it just kind of flow out of your, you know, it just kind of goes, it yeah. just kind of, it, yeah, it just kind of happens. It's like, I'm just visualizing the thing, visualizing it in my head. Yeah. The, the, the hardest thing is, you know, trying to, to get it written so that that way the reader can visualize it. Okay. Um, I hope that I do a good job of that. I mean, it's like one of, one of my early readers, I mean, he said that he was, you know, really able to visualize everything happening. And um, there was like a um, shorter, like, like story that I wrote as a, um, that was set in the same world. Um, just kind of as a little bit of a taste for him to get an idea. And he said that, you know, it kind of made him a bit uncomfortable with, you know, how um, violent it was. So okay. I was like, okay, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we all do have our strong suits. And yeah, it's, it's a, not always, uh, but if we're lucky, those strong suits end up being, you know, what we can they, they come easy and they're good. For some of us, we think something's because it came easy is good. And then, you know, our readers get a hold of it and they're like, yeah, let's try this again because mm -hmm. I know what you're thinking. As mm -hmm. my wife says, I know what you're thinking, but that's not what you said on the page. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, all of you guys out there that do decide to read it, that you take it easy on me a little bit. <laughs> hey um let's see uh let, what uh are you a big reader or do you do you read a lot or is there some author out there that you know you you kind of you either subconsciously think you are trying to emulate or you consciously are trying to be like you know what i'd love to write like them i do i i do read quite a bit um I don't have any room, any room left on my shelves. Um, they're full of novels and manga. <laughs> um, as far as like writers that I like, um, I'm a big fan of the uh, Monogatari series. Okay. Uh, I don't have any, any, you know, illusions that I could even come close to writing like Nishio Ishin. I mean, he is a god in my eyes. Um, nobody can write dialogue like he can. And I'm for somebody to make a 80 page chapter that is just a single conversation between um, two characters 
so and and to have it actually be a page turner i i don't understand how he can do that but he does <laughs> yeah well it, it, i mean I, I know i'm in the minority here but i i found that i don't think that i don't think his writing style has translated as well to anime as a lot of people i mean there are those who absolutely love those the stories but i'm like it is it is a lot of conversation yeah yeah and actually i'm i'm in the 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 same um boat as you um i've tried numerous times to watch the monogatari series and i just i don't know i just can't get into it yeah there's there's not enough you have a visual medium yeah use use the visual medium to tell the story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I love dialogue. I love great dialogue. I love pithy dialogue. I love fast paced dialogue. I love, I'm not anti-dialogue, mm -hmm. but there's just changing the, from, you know, silhouette to, uh, silhouettes to angles of, you know, different buildings isn't enough to keep me visually interested mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while this conversation is going on it may yeah. make it easier for the animators uh but it's just not doing it for me as as i try and watch it mm -hmm. i think i think that the animators were really trying to go for kind of i mean i don't really know how to like an artsy type feel for avant-garde yes avant-garde that's what i was looking for yeah, I mean, they wanted to try and to try and get a visual representation of his writing style, um, and I don't know. I just it it just it is so different from from reading it and visualizing it all in my head right. to having you know somebody else's you know presentation placed in front of me. Yeah, I mean, I I. You know, and I'll I'll say this to him blue in the face because I'm such a big fan. But I really love the How to Raise a Boor How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend series. I've loved I both both anime uh, are great. I'm waiting for them to release the film that mm -hmm. is the conclusion in the United States, so I can finally see it. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I like about it is I like to think if and he would probably roll over. Uh, well, he's not dead yet, but uh, if uh, basically, I think that it sounds, the dialogue sounds like Aaron Sorkin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's quick. It's pithy. It's, you have the side comment that just fits perfectly with perf good timing uh, that fits into the, the larger conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It just, if Aaron Sorkin were to write an anime, this would be it. And I love it for that. But um yeah so i really do enjoy dialogue but they don't i don't think they they overdo it, it it's mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like um massive amounts of exposition mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that 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 is one of the uh the series that i've had on my list to um to watch for quite some time i just i i'm more i'm more of a um a manga reader than i am an anime watcher yeah um oh. so my 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 anime watch list is immensely huge <laughs> and i know that i'll probably never get to it all um 
similar to like oh my gosh like my netflix queue not just including anime it's like probably about like i don't know when they stop you from adding stuff but i'm sure that i had it a while ago <laughs> yeah the um well what what's a what's a manga that you're that you're reading or one that you keep going back to to reread that uh, that you oh. really enjoy oh goodness um i am really enjoying the uh comey can't communicate series right now um I'm, I'm big on comedies and um, romantic comedies, actually. Okay. Hey. So, yeah, Comey Can't Communicate. Um, um, quintessential quintuplets. Okay. Uh, and, but I also, I, I, I have this addiction to, and it seems like it's pretty common, but um, Promise Neverland. Yeah, uh, if one of my students started watching that the other day and he's asking me all the, he's like, do you know this one? I'm like, yeah. He's like, do, do you know what, can you believe what's going I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, so what happens? I'm like, I'm not telling. <laughs> like, I'm not telling you what happens. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't the, uh, I think, didn't the manga series end or it Yes, the, the manga series has ended. Okay, in Japan they haven't. See, I've I've been um, waiting for the for the U.S. the official U.S. translations. Yeah. So yeah, the um, if you have a if you have access to if you subscribe to Show and Jump um, mm -hmm. online, mm -hmm. uh, they put out the chapters by chapter, mm -hmm. and it, it and then then they later put it back together. But I think a bigger question here. So, which one is best, Quint? Oh, oh, that's that's a no-brainer for me, Miku. Okay, all right. I, there are a lot of Nino fans out there. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. I know. It's it seems like Nino and Miku are the two most popular ones. Yeah, which is interesting because the first one we're introduced to, you get a feeling like you know she's going to be the focus, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like no, it's that's just not how it it seems to go. So yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering if um, the creator had to adjust his story based on the um, the audience feedback. Sometimes I think that that really is what happens, and I know that that happens. I know that has happened. I'm trying to remember which series I was uh, I was interviewing. Not the creators for Grid. No, they were the creators for Gridman. Um, the creators, but it was about. Oh, RE creators. Mm -hmm. um, and they said that, you know, when they were putting it, when they, after they got a few episodes in, they altered some of the story because they're by the response that uh, they were getting. And I guess that's the beauty of the fact that, you know, they're only, you know, like three episodes ahead in the, you know, things are airing and mm -hmm. they're still producing the anime so they can make adjustments as uh, the story progresses, depending on how the audience is reacting to things so mm -hmm. yeah but yeah that's that, nice to see that's nice to see i mean that they're able to make that change I mean, yeah especially if it's an original story no, and um, and that i mean they they listen to the fans yes so and it's i mean we had that case with the sonic movie <laughs> <laughs> yes it yes. went from creepy looking sonic to actually something that looked like sonic god that thing yes. was hideous <laughs> it was scary that yes. was, yeah, that was nightmare fuel. <laughs> it, it was the same as it, 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 you just put that next to Pennywise, and <sighs> you know, that is that is someone's version of hell. 
<laughs> I I did not like the It movie. I I only saw the first one. I only saw the first one. I didn't see the second because I really did not. Well, like the it. original scared the pants off me so badly. I refused to see the new one. Oh, the corny one with uh, the 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 John Boy from the Waltons. Yeah, so that oh, I remember watching that, and it scared the hell out of me as a kid. And I was like, nope, nope. My wife's into the. My wife like Stephen King and such, and I'm like, all right, you, you can watch it. Um, nope, that's a big ball of nope. I don't need no, that no. trauma. Now speaking of speaking of King, did you see? Um, have you seen Doctor Sleep? Uh, yeah, I saw Doctor Sleep. I what I've really enjoyed, even though it's not a hundred, it's not actually King, is uh, Castle Rock. I have not watched that. I, I I've been meaning to. It's 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 really interesting. Both seasons were pretty cool. Um, the first one is I'm trying to remember what that's focused on. Uh, the I can't remember the best way to articulate the first one because it it seemed more like a an original story, but there's so many like. Uh, things that you hearken to all his other stories. Now, mm -hmm. the second season of Castle Rock was totally the story of Anne. Uh, uh, the, not Anne, Anne, well, Kathy Bates's character in, it's the backstory behind Kathy Bates's character in uh, Misery. Mm, okay. okay. And it, spec it was very, very interesting. It really was very interesting. Uh, talks about Salem's Lot, things like that. It's, so the his those two um two shows uh two seasons were really interesting especially if you under, know about the Stephen King universe and can pull things you know you're like oh that that character that came from that that show that uh book and yeah mm -hmm. it's it's really cool they they do a good job of tying a lot of threads together and what was it that um cuz Hulu had that uh mini series with uh, James Franco, where he, he um, that was a King story. Um, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It, 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 it was like 60s something. Oh, 19, it's uh, 68. It's, it's, it's like the year that uh, Kennedy was killed. Kennedy, yeah. He, he, because he goes back in time to yeah. try and stop it. Um, yeah. But I, I, I liked the ending, the, the little Easter egg at the ending. Um, I don't know if you've watched the series and caught it, but, um, it was like one of the last scenes in the series huh. and he's like on the sidewalk and this guy rides by on his bicycle and if i remember correctly he like almost hits him and you only see him from the back but he's wearing like the jean jacket and he's got the long blonde hair that's kind of curly and i was like oh my gosh that's the guy from the stand miniseries uh you mean um uh captain jack the the, the the main like antagonist in yeah the, the, the uh what's his name shoot Yes, I know who you're talking about. The 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 devil, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like rides by on a bicycle, and I was like, "Hey, that's a nice little Easter egg." Well, think about the well with the stand. I know we're getting way off topic here, uh, but with the stand. <laughs> um, I was I, my wife is like, "Oh, they're creating a new mini series of it," and I'm like, "Yeah, but look at the old cast. Mm -hmm. Gary Gary Sinise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was in it." Um, you know, you have all these like really good actors, and you're like, "Wow, mm -hmm. <laughs> this this was a miniseries." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen one trailer, um, and it might be the only trailer that's out there um, for the new miniseries, and I've only watched it once. 
and flag. I his I'm, name I'm, was Flag. What's that? Flag. Flag was the, was the antagonist. Yes, his last okay. name was Flag. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but um, I'm 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 one of the people that um, I'm of the standpoint that if the original is still good, don't do a remake. Okay. Except uh, they're like, hmm, quarantine disease. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's see how we can scare the crap out of more people. Um, I, this is why I tend to like retreat into my light novels and my manga and my anime. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when you find Guilty Crown being too close to home, <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to step back for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay um thank you very much uh for uh talking with me this uh this morning and um we'll make sure to take a look uh your books are your book is on amazon and at hatsusoru.com uh we can follow you at hatsusoru on twitter uh it will appear uh written out on the uh, youtube version of this podcast uh i also know that and I, I say this a lot, it's exciting right now. It's exciting to be a, in a in an age where the barriers to people getting their stories out there have been lowered. Uh, so every creator's voice gets to be heard. And that's what one of the reasons I do this is because I think every one of us needs that encouragement to get out and share our stories. We need to uh, make sure people know our stories are out there so they can inspire us to create our own. So I hope if you're listening you and you like what you're listening to, uh, you can take a time to subscribe to WLNM and where we hope to continue to highlight the best the independent creators have to offer. Until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.